Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. I'm excited to have a special guest here today, Natalie Newhart. Um, She has been online for the last 15 years, so she's an OG (laughs) like me, and she works with women over 30. So I feel like the two of us have a real lot in common. And, you know, one of the things I think we have in common is you know, some of the overtraining, some of the perfectionism. Um, So I'm really, really excited to really get into it with her today Um, and definitely looking to her as far as her approach and, you know, how things have changed for her and, of course, you know, how she gets the best results for her clients. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you, Tina. I'm super excited to be on here and to be, yeah, talking to your audience. Um, Yeah, so essentially a little bit about me. My name is Natalie Newhart. I own a company called Fit Addicted Nutrition, which is actually pretty funny because it's like I used to be very, I still love fitness, but um, I've taken a very different turn because uh, yeah, just um, the whole addiction thing and being super hard, driving super hard didn't really work out so well. So um, essentially what I do is I have a program where I just work with women over 35 that are have have the ones that have done it all right and they they track the macros the calories they count the steps they they work out um and they they're not seeing any results and maybe at this point they're actually just kind of like throwing their arms up in the air and they're just like screw it you know why even try so hard anymore you know and now they've got like lack of motivation now it's really hard for them to work out something that used to be fun it's like just a job or a chore you know hard to get themselves to do it so Um, So yeah, I just teach women a different way to achieving weight loss that is not through beating yourself with a stick, essentially. I teach them how to create more freedom, um, how to create more fulfillment, uh, and through that, they will end up feeling better, and as a result of feeling better, they end up looking better. Yes, 100%. And I love all of this. I mean, our approach at Carrots and Cake, a lot of times is less is more in the long run. Um, I really love to get into your story, because I feel like a lot of us do these things to our bodies for decades of our lives. And then we get to this late 30s, early 40s. And we're like, why is everything going haywire? Why are my hormones a mess? Why am I gaining weight out of nowhere? You know, all the things. Um, but would love just to hear your story as far as, you know, adrenal fatigue, um, stress-induced menopause, stress-induced diabetes, you know, how did you get there? Yeah, so um, mine actually started pretty early. Um, so I was a, a CrossFit athlete. I trained pretty hard in my 20s. Um, I ended up going to the CrossFit Games in... Oh God, I don't know. I think it was 2013 or 14, something like that. But that was kind of like the peak of my career. And, um, and then after CrossFit, I ended up going into bodybuilding and I'm, what I did is I ended up applying like the CrossFit, uh, kind of training regimen to a bodybuilding diet. Uh, I got super crazy lean and won a bunch of shows and stuff like that. And, um, and then I ended up going back to CrossFit cause I got kind of bored of bodybuilding, but the whole point was that like, I ended up like at first it was just CrossFit and like obsessing over macros and and being all particular about that. Then I started to eat very little and I started to train really hard, you know? So it's like, I wasn't fueling my body. And then I went back to CrossFit thinking that, 
you know, I could still perform at a high level. And it was just, it got to a point, I think I was 30 years old. Um, and I, my body, I was actually starting to compete in the CrossFit open. I was like, really, I was, I was, I was really good. I was like in kind of like peak athletic shape. And all of a sudden it was like that it was like a light bulb. All of a sudden my body started to break down extremely fast. Um, I mean, there were tons of signs and stuff like that. I just wasn't listening because, you know, growing up, I was always taught just freaking, you know, work yourself to the bone and, you know, like pain is, you know, weakness leaving the body. And, you know, I was all about just like pushing yourself grinding. And, uh, and so I just thought kind of like the low energy, the fatigue, the high cravings, the poor sleep, the lack of motivation. I thought that was just all, you know, that was just, that's just what happens. And your job was to just push through it. So, um, I was really, really good at that. And I gained about 20 pounds in two months. And I'm, I don't, I don't even know if I'm five feet tall anymore. I like, I used to be five feet tall. I might be like four eleven now. So that was a lot. Um, and it was actually funny cause I was, I was managing my girl's gym. I was like babysitting it. And, uh, I was going out for a recovery swim, right? Cause everything in my life, like was all around like fitness and recovery and food and all that. And uh, I grabbed a bathing suit and I, I tried to put the bathing suit on. I couldn't even fit one leg in. And I was like, oh man, I, I must've grabbed my girlfriend's bathing suit. She's super skinny. And no, it turns out that one was mine, you know, and I had actually bought in that bathing suit. It was brand new. It fit perfectly two months ago. And that's when I knew, oh shit, you know, um, something's up here. Like I knew I was feeling heavy and I even told my coach, I was like, dude, I think I'm, I think I'm gaining weight. I feel really heavy. And he was a male coach and he was like, oh, you're, you're just being a girl, you know? I was like, okay. And so I just didn't think anything of it. I wasn't checking my weight or anything like that. It's just, I could tell I felt heavier. Um, and what I didn't really understand or know how bad it was until I tried to put that bathing suit on. And it was at that moment, I, you know, I ended up, um, getting, uh, you know, testing out my, my fasting blood glucose and it was in the diabetic levels. Mm -hmm. Um, and I ended up working with, uh, some, like some metabolic experts, like some female metabolism experts and I, I got, I, I got diagnosed with like, uh, yeah, stress induced menopause, adrenal fatigue, um, hypothyroid. Um, yeah, obviously I didn't have a menstrual cycle or anything like that. Um, and I, I was, yeah, gain, I gained 20 pounds in two months. It was just, and, and, and the thing is, is that the doctors were just like, oh, you just need to rest, right? Like you just need to not go to the gym so much. You need to sleep and walk and, um, you know, and like take baths and stuff like that. And like, at first, like that was like a big deal. I was like, Oh my God, I can't do that. You know? Um, so I ended up actually going like on a camping trip, like a two week, uh, camping trip just to get myself away from the gym. And, uh, and then I, w I got back into the gym when I got back after that. But the thing is like, the it didn't ever change my patterns. So, um, yeah, like my body started to lean out after that, you know, like after I started to incorporate a little bit of rest, but the thing is, is that I ended up just, as soon as I got back from that camping trip, I just started to apply my sort of go, 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 like work yourself to the bone attitude to my business, which I was, you know, I was running a nutrition company, um, back then. And, and so it was, and, and what happens, it all flared up again. So I ended up actually gaining weight and I was, I got so tired where I like, I couldn't even open, I couldn't keep my eyes open in the afternoon. I thought I was like literally drugged. I felt like I was getting drugged. Um, so I realized at that point that 
like just doing a walk or sleeping in or doing some baths and stuff like that wasn't going to change anything. It was the way that I was driving. It was my internal pattern of always needing to work so hard, go, go, go. That was going to keep me stuck in this cyclical cycle. And so I had to, I realized that I had, if I was going to change my body for good um, and be happy and, you know, full of vitality and energy, I was going to have to change the way, like from my, from the inside out. So that's my story. Oh my gosh. 100%. You, we have lived very, very parallel lives. Yeah. (laughs) Mine included a little bit of orange theory in there, but a hundred percent with the cross and and my business. And yes, it's very, we'll definitely talk about the mindset stuff for sure, because I'm big on the mindset stuff, but I wanted to go back to kind of, you know, that, I don't want to say like low point necessarily, but you know, getting to that point where you're like, something needs to change. Like, were there like, besides the things that you talked about, but was there kind of like that turning moment where you were like, I need to do things differently. And like, what were like some of those first steps that you took? Because I think this is really overwhelming for our clients to say, oh, you need to manage your stress or need to stop. Oh, yeah. oh, I it's hate like that. <laughs> so hard and it's so overwhelming. And it's like a little vague too. It's like, well, where the heck do I start? So do you have yeah. any tips for kind of like those first steps or like where to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, so as far as like the aha moment, there were two aha moments. Um, cause I, my story is very, actually, it goes way deeper, but, um, the first aha moment was when I, when I started to gain weight that second time, you know, and I was, uh, I was not overtraining, you know, it was, I was just overdriving in my business and I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't giving myself the proper rest and recovery. It was just like work, you know, as hard as you could. So that was like one aha moment, but another big one, big one, big one was I had a really bad, um, food obsession, food addiction, especially after bodybuilding. Uh, and, and so I was, I was constantly thinking about food, constantly worried about, you know, how much do I eat? Do I eat too much? Do I eat too little? When should I eat next? What am I going to have? Like my, Oh God, like it just brings back memories. Like it was, um, it was just constant. And the fact that my mind was so focused on food all the time and like afraid of food because I ate, like I, I constantly, like I, I just, I always would go to food. As soon as I was stressed, I would go to food. And then what happened because I would go to food, I felt like I had to go work out. I had to go burn the calories off. So I would get stuck in that cycle day after day after day. And I was deathly afraid of taking a break, like taking a rest day because, um, you know, because I was so afraid that, what would happen? You know, am I going to, how much am I going to eat today? And, and so I w I wouldn't allow myself to rest. And I just remember there was this one moment when I was out walking on the trail and I was thinking about like my next meal or something like that. And I'm in the middle of a beautiful, I live in the mountains. I mean, and, and, and I was just like, this is, I can't live like this. Like my whole, I just kind of like saw like where I was going. I saw where I was heading. If I hadn't changed anything, I saw myself just gaining weight consistently, like hating myself, um, you know, losing my business, losing my partner, um, my husband, and uh, and just like everything just going to shit. Like I just, I saw it happen. And I was like, it was just this moment where I was like, Can, are we allowed to cuss on here? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, like, just like, oh, fuck no. Like, like. I can't do this. This has to stop. I was in so much pain, you know, that I was just like, something has to change. And I was just so disgusted of myself. And, you know, because I mean, like, here I am supposed to be like, 
you know, I, I used, I was a, you know, world-class athlete and I can't control myself around food. Like what the hell happened to me? You know? And I was just, yeah, I was just, and I was hating my life, man. So it was that moment where I realized I'm not long. I'm no longer willing to go down this path. I have to do something. Something has to change. And that's where a lot of people, I think, honestly, to tell you the truth, that's, that's step one, (laughs) kind of, you know, I mean, for us to go down this path, I mean, and you can go as far into this journey, this self-mastery journey as you want, but in order for somebody to take that leap and get out of their patterns, they have to get to that point of absolute pain. You know, that's what I've realized. You don't have to, you can definitely, but most people they're, um, if they're not in enough pain, they're comfortable with being things being okay. You know, not great, but things are okay. And I honestly have more compassion for the people that aren't in enough pain than the people that are in extreme pain, because then they just settle for that for the rest of their life where they, where a great life is actually possible for them, but they just never reach that point of like, you know, a lot of pain. So anyways, that would, I honestly feel like, you know, and you can kind of, you can um, speed that up by just playing out, Hey, instead of like trying to ignore what would happen, you know, where you're going to be six months from now or a year from now, let's go into it, man. Like if these patterns keep, keep, you know, coming up, if you continue your way of driving, your way of being the way that you are, what is that going to mean for you in six months, in a year, in five years and allow that to like, allow yourself to get emotional, allow yourself to see the ugly shit, allow yourself to see not fitting into your clothes, allow yourself to see like, just not wanting to get out of the house and move your body. And then you don't even want to go to work. And then you just like, you're just a bitch to everybody. And then, you know, like you just eat and it's just like, and then you lose your husband or you lose your family. You start, you don't have any friends because you know, you're just, you hate yourself so much. And so you're just, you're never happy. Nobody wants to be around you. Like go into that, you know? And because that's going to be the thing, boom, like that, that gets us out of it. It shakes us up. It wakes us up. You know, so I honestly feel like that's step one. You kind of have to get to that point in order for, in order for you to, to get out of the, the comfortable, you know, the familiar, right. It, it's not comfortable, but it's, you know, the body thinks it's, you know, it's, it's familiar. So it's, it's, it's easier to just stay the same as opposed to jumping and trying something new, such as, you know, learning how to take care of yourself, stress management, you know, self-care, all that stuff. So Anyways, that would be step one. And then step two, I would say is, uh, you know, like make sure you go, there's a lot of, um, you know, everybody's going to have their own journey and you're going to come around different programs that are great. And then you're going to come around programs that aren't so, that aren't so great. So I would just do your due diligence and find something that, um, really tackles, you know, your emotional state, your emotional management, um, learning how to manage and train your emotions and your thoughts. And this is not psychology. This is not just going to talk a therapist because all that does is bring awareness to where you are. It doesn't actually train anything new. So, um, you know, and that's, that's just from my experience. Like, you know, I've, I've worked with a whole bunch of different people and a lot of, coaching out there just makes you aware of the situation, aware of how sad you are, aware of how much you don't love yourself. It doesn't actually train a new way of being. It doesn't train a new set of emotions, a new way of thinking, a new way of feeling, um, new set of actions, et cetera. So yeah, that would, yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's great. So much of that resonates with me personally, because I really do think just what you were saying about feeling 
so much of that pain, maybe at like some of those lowest points. I was talking about, about them as my basement days where I was just like a miserable person. I mean, I was not feeling great. You know, I had gained weight. I had no energy, like a lot of the things that you had talked about, but I do feel like getting to that point really did kind of shake things up for me that I could continue on this path and just continue to be miserable, or I could get my butt in gear and start making progress. And some of the things, you know, I I went down a rabbit hole on some of your social media and everything, but you know, some of the things that you talk about are this mindset stuff, but also this idea of self-love and sometimes that like lack of self-love is, you know, what really gets us to this kind of dark, (laughs) sad place. So do you want to talk about that a little bit and just like maybe why that's why maybe women might struggle? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I just want to be clear, like the word self-love used to make me cringe Same. like years ago, I would be like, self-love. Self-love. yeah, all that. Woo yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Same. You know, that's hippie shit. Yeah. Um, you know, that's for softies and yeah. And like, you know, and I always was trained, you know, from my dad, he's very hard and like very stern and stuff. And that's how I learned. Um, that's how I learned how to be one from him, but also oftentimes that's how we learn to be just kind of from society. You know, we're taught to, um, we're taught so many things, you know, we're taught to, uh, you know, work harder and not listen to your feelings. Uh, we're taught to trust the plan and not yourself, trust the coach, trust the podcast. We're taught to, um, we're taught to stay quiet or, you know, not to cause any sort of dissonance or like, you know, keep the peace between people. Like don't express your voice, especially with women, right? Like women and their husbands, like, Oh, just, I don't want to, I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to create an argument. So we do, we're taught all these things um, usually from, uh, you know, our parents, number one, but then also society, you know? And the thing is, is that all we're doing there is we're mirroring the nervous system of our parents and society. And most of these people are driving out of fear, you know, like fear of not being enough. If I'm not constantly checking things off my to-do list all day, every day, fear of getting fat. If I don't follow a, a, a meal plan or a macro plan um, or a specific workout plan, you know, um, if I take a race, rest, you know, if I don't, if I rest, like fear of getting fat there, um, you know, rest days are lazy, you know, depending on, you know, like my dad, he was, he did not rest, you know? And so I took that on and a lot of people end up taking that on, you know, from their parents. And we, that's just the way that we've learned how to be. And, and we, we believe, um, so it usually comes down to like, we believe that we're going to be more, you know, we're more lovable, um, or more worthy if we are constantly in this sort of go, go, go doing mindset, earning more money, you know, burning more calories, uh, you know, get checking more things off our list, uh, you know, doing things for other people, putting others first, the kids or the friends and everybody else, to, you know, taking care of all the, the chores, you know, it makes us feel like we are more important and we are more, we have something to offer. We're more lovable. Um, and so that's where people get really caught in this constant need of just doing, you know, And they don't allow themselves to listen and feel and trust and give themselves a break because there's so much fear of what that would mean, 
You know, what, what will people say about me? Will they judge me as lazy? Will they, you know, um, will they uh, not like me if I express that I don't want to go to dinner with them or I don't want to go to lunch with them or, you know, if I don't want to do this favor for them, you know, so we end up just completely draining ourselves, our energy, doing things for other people, checking things off the list. And what happens is when we drain that energy, we um, like our body takes a toll, takes a hit. And not only that, but this is where a lot of the food problems come in, especially for that's where me, where I was at um, because the like food is just another form of energy. And what happens is when we're draining that energy, the energy has to come in some form any somehow. And so food is an easy way for people to think that, Oh, I just, you know, it's like a way to, to bring energy in, but it's not the type of energy that we actually need. What we need is actually rest and recovery and learning how to slow down and take care of ourselves, listen to ourselves, you know? Um, but yeah, like we've just been taught to not trust. We've been taught to not feel we've been taught to not express. So, and this leads us to just a, a, a place where we're just completely drained, um, eating food, you know, stressed out the body's stressed out. It's under constant tension because there's always something to do, or, you know, there's, there's something that, uh, the family's doing or the friends are doing, but you don't feel you're not expressing how you actually feel. So that just creates this just emotion, just build up, you know, which creates tension. So yeah, and this is where hypothyroid comes from. This is where, you know, all the imbalanced hormones, um, you know, adrenal fatigue, the, the gut issues, digestion issues, autoimmune diseases. It's all, all of this stems from a lack of self-love, lack of self-care because nobody's taught us how to love ourselves, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, this resonates with me personally, and then also our clients. And I mean, you know, even how we started this conversation, I was, I was a hundred percent that person. I was like, just tell me what to eat. Tell me what supplements, you know, tell me the workout program. And I really just blew off this mindset, self-love stuff for years and years and years. And that really kept me stuck in this cycle where I wasn't getting, getting results. I was feeling worse. I was continuing to beat up my body. And I see this a lot when our clients come to us that they're in this pattern of, you know, people pleasing and doing all the things and like not taking care of themselves. And I I think you actually have kind of like a, a method to your coaching and this idea of you know, getting ourselves back to self-love. So what would you say to somebody who is just coming to this idea being like, what, I have to love myself. How is that going to get me results? Um, Like, what would you say to them or how to get them started with that? Yeah, I would, um, you know, I think for me, it was hard for me to think love, you know, self-love. But it really, once you, once you start going down this journey, you're going to realize, oh shit, like love is the answer, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can, if that's hard for you, if you kind of cringe with that word, you can just call it self-care. Um, uh, but you know, to tell you the truth, there's no, um, it's, it's, there's no easy way and, and I'm sure there's multiple ways. And so my experience with it is, is learning how to, how to feel like learning how to trust yourself, learning and normally the only way that you're going to start to learn how to feel is if you slow down, we can't feel ourselves. We can't feel our needs. We can't feel if we actually need food. We can't feel if we actually, you know, if I need to, um, if what I need is some cold water on my face, or if I actually need to go work out, you know, or if I need to just, you know, go do a meditation or if I need a nap, 
Like if you don't, you know, your body is telling you, but most of us are, are, you know, most people are just so busy and doing and thinking and, you know, just in doing mode that they don't, they never feel, um, what they actually need because nobody's taught them how to feel. They're just always driving. And so the first step, it, like, honestly, you need a coach. Um, like you just need a coach. You're yeah. not going to do it on your own that you just won't your patterns. Our patterns are way too strong. You know, every, like, and, and that's the thing is that most people, like they're just living in a constant perpetual low grade state of anxiety and overwhelm. And so long as that is there, um, it will continue to create the same thoughts, the same actions, the same outcomes, you know, every single human being, every, like every action we take stems from the way that we feel in any moment and emotions, they work just like muscles. So it's like the more that you felt something felt like anxiety or overwhelm, the more, um, of a reflex that is, this is why we can wake up, you know, on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, there's absolutely nothing to do. And you still feel anxiety, you know? So this is where I was at. I was like constantly just in this, I I lived in anxiety and there'd be nothing to worry about, but it was in, it wasn't, it was just a reflex that my nervous system had trained because I adopted that from my mom. I saw her living like that. And so, um, but so it's like, you, you, you really need somebody to hold your hand because your pat our patterns are too strong. Okay. Um, so I would say like, you need a coach and then the next step is it, it's, it's not fast. You know, you gotta be willing to commit. And like my program, we do two, six month journeys. Um, and, Essentially what we do is we become aware of where we're at. We start to see our patterns, right? And then it's a 3A system. It's a, it's a proprietary system that you won't find anywhere else. So it's like we, we're aware and we, we do all these inner training meditations. Like every single day we do a, like this meditation. It's not really meditation though. It's like training the mind to be aware of what is present in the body. And then we, um, we accept, like we, we learn how to shift these emotions. We learn how to create peace, how to create space, how to create that distance and try to turn off the anxiety and the overwhelm essentially. And then we learn how to align. And this is kind of, I think the biggest difference maker of my program is that we learn how to train emotions, just like you trained anxiety. You can learn how to train joy. You can learn how to train peace. You can train love. Um, and these are going to be like, and, and thing is, is like, so once you start to train these, the anxiety will start to diminish. It's just like when you break an arm, you know, and like the left arm, if you break your left arm, it gets weak. Right. And so like your left arm, like your weak arm is kind of like the love and the joy and the peace side. And, you know, in your right arm, because it's been working for so, so much harder, like that one's really strong, you know, that's your anxiety and overwhelm. So it's like, if you want more peace, love, joy in your, in your life, we've got to just start doing the reps on the weak arm, you know? So, um, and that's basically what we do is because the more that you feel something, the, the stronger it gets, you, you know, you can train that. Um, so yeah, like, uh, how people get started, honestly, just don't try to figure it out on your own. Just go get a coach, a good coach. That's what I would do. Keep Mm -hmm. it simple, you know, just coach. Okay. Tell me what to do. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm doing it. Okay. How do you, how do you feel? Oh, you know what? I'm still anxious, but I'm feeling a little bit better. Like I'm I'm kind of smiling now, you know, I'm kind of like actually having a good time a little bit here and then, you know, okay, great. Let's keep doing this, you know? So it's just like, it's over and over and over. And eventually you're like, oh man, man, like my life is so different. So, so, so different. I mean, it's, you live in a dream, you live in a, you live in the, in your, in your dream world. Once you start to learn how to, uh, 
command your emotions, how to train them, how to, you know, create the life that you want. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned the coaching part of it too, because I do think, you know, with business, with health, with everything, you just get so much further having a coach in your back pocket or somebody to kind of guide you on this path. Cause yeah, if you're trying to DIY it yourself all the time, I just feel like it puts a lot of roadblocks and challenges and it, it just, it just easier. And then also um, just this idea of like, progress is progress, like even slow progress is progress. And, you know, a lot of times I'm telling our clients, like just aim to be, you know, 1% better today. And I think, you know, maybe just diet culture or women coming into coaching, they want the results so fast and so immediate. And then there's a lot of like, oh, it's not working. But I just think a lot of times it just requires more reps and patience. Um, So would you speak to that a little bit, even just with regard to your own recovery? Because like, you know, none of this happens overnight and it takes time. But for, you know, these women that just feel like the sense of urgency to like almost, I don't know if there's like some words of wisdom or like a pep talk or like something like that, but it's definitely something that I see with our clients. And I mean, even personally, like I wanted to feel better yesterday when I was going through this, but just how to like navigate that slow progress. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really great question. This is something that we address from week one. Um, and that is the idea of like, like we have, we've been trained to believe that when I achieve this, then I'll feel this right? When I lose 10 pounds, then I'll feel happy. Cool. Like how well has that worked out for you? You know, like how about when when I have this car, then I'll feel happy. When I have this house, then I'll feel successful. Seriously. Like how, how well has that worked out for you? How long does that last? You know? So I think we need to number one, ask, okay, like, first off, if you're here for temporary happiness, I have no problem being go somewhere else. I I don't, I'm not here to do quick fixes. I don't teach temporary happiness. I teach long, long-term, long-term happiness, long-term fulfillment. And so if you it, like, so it's asking yourself, why are you such in a rush? What's the rush? You know, where are you trying to get? Because the thing is, it's not on the other side. It's now, you know, and our work begins now. Right now, you have the choice to think about your to-do list and how far away and how much shit you have to do in, in so little time, or you can choose to feel peaceful and look at your to-do list and just be like, oh, which one do I want to do? What do I want to do off that list? You can choose to feel joy. You can have fun with it. You can. You just haven't been taught how. So it's, and what I'm saying is that it's not, the happiness isn't when you get there, you know, the peace, the love, the joy, the, whatever the mirage is that you have in your mind, it's... It's not over there. It's here. And so it's like right now, the, 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 we, all we want to focus on is right now. And what I mean by right now is how do I enjoy this moment? How do I find pleasure in this moment? How do I find pleasure talking to you and talking to this audience? How do I find pleasure going for this walk instead of thinking about all the shit I got to do later, you know, or the bills I got to pay or, you know, how my, how, you know, how tight my pants are and, you know, what I'm going to eat later. Fuck that shit. You know, it's how, like, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to, how can I enjoy this moment? I'm going to allow myself to feel the wind on my face. That's the training, you know, is to feel good now. That is the key. When you feel good now, you will be happier. You'll want to move more. You'll have more energy. You will eat better because you are going to start to take care of yourself. You're, you're, you know, you, you, um, 
like, like just think about the days where you were your happiest or, you know, on the days where you ate your best, you ate just like just rich, whole quality foods. And you like, you even left food on your plate and there was cookies nearby and you're like, no, I'm good. Right. Where were you? Like, how did you feel in that moment? Chances are you were just blissed out in your mind, right? Or you were just so happy connecting with people or like, I don't know, you were, it was some type of love-based state. That's the goal. Get to that state. Everything takes care of itself if you just get to that state. So it's not the weight. And this is why like in my program, it's like, I tell my clients from day one, this is not, it, we, this is not a weight loss program. We focus on feeling good. Weight loss is the byproduct. After you learn how to feel good, you just have to learn how to get out of the worrying, the constant worrying, you know, so in the doing, because that's what keeps you going back to the food. It's what keeps you stressed. It what keeps you, keeps the weight on and it just sucks. It's freaking miserable. So I would ask that question, like, what's the rush, you know, and then I've got to train them on that, you know, and it, and it's not just one time it's over and over and over. Where are you trying to get? Oh, you know, like, oh, how well did that work for you in the past? And, oh, okay, so it doesn't really create that, that happiness and does it? No, I guess not. Okay, so let's work on that now. Let's, let's not work late, worry about how fast it comes, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, 100% agree with that. And I say that to our clients all the time. Like, what is the rush? Oh, like, cool. What are you trying to rush to? And yeah just emphasizing what you said, like if you can focus on the process and enjoying these habits and nourishing your body and exercising because it makes you feel good, not because, you know, you ate a plate of brownies instead of just like focusing on weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, like the number on the scale, like it just makes the whole journey so much more enjoyable. And I just love that you highlighted so many of these things. And like, um, one of the other things that I want to talk about you, like, with our one-on-one clients, a lot of times, you know, they get a few months into the program or some of them do, and they, they just have this idea that the plan isn't working or they just have different expectations that, you know, they're going to lose, you know, 10 pounds in two months or something like that, which I don't always think is like the best (laughs) expectation for fat loss, but like just what you were saying about, you know, feeling good and then the weight loss happens. So for us, we're trying to get these women healthy. We're getting them to feel good. We're trying to get, you know, their adrenals a little bit happier, their hormones balanced, their thyroid and whatnot. Um, But, you know, I think there is also a piece of just accountability and ownership and, you know, just paying attention to what's actually happening in your diet and your lifestyle and things like that, that I think sometimes women struggle with there. So do you want to speak to that? Just like, it's almost like getting sick of your own shit. You know what I mean? But like, you know, when it isn't working, you know, quote unquote working, like, what do you suggest to your clients? Like, where do you go from there? Yeah. So first off, um, kind of going back to that, what you were saying about, um, you know, oh yeah, it's like, it's not working. Like, you know, I haven't lost this amount of weight yet. So it's like, well, first off, like, why do you want to lose weight? You know, we've got to see where are you driving from? This is really, really, really important because, a lot of people think that um, they're driving from a place of, oh, well, I just, you know, you know, I just want to, I just want to feel good. But the thing is, if they're so focused on losing the weight, then there's, they're, it's like they're running away from something. Okay. So, and this is what doesn't allow them to enjoy the process. 
And usually the reason is, is because they've, they've tied this idea that I'm not uh, worthy at my current weight, mm-hmm. you know, and so I need to get it off so that people will like me more. So I will love myself more. So people will love me more, you know, so it's like this, um, they're, they're, they're driving from fear and self-hate essentially, you know, a lack of self-love. It's like, I, I can't love myself until I lose this weight. So it's being really clear about what is driving you, because if you're driving from that place of fear, that's, that's weight loss. Like that's what we, what I call weight loss, right? That's fear driven. If you're driving, if you're, if you're truly here to feel good and that, that like you want to feel your best, that's driving from a place of love and your only focus, it should not be, we don't even look at the scale, you know, on, in my program, it's like that only creates more fear more uh, focus on losing weight. And that just creates a contraction in you. And as opposed, and that just, that drives that rush and that like that guilt and that shame and all that. So it's like, our focus is on feeling good, you know? And, and so it's like, if we, you know, that should be our focus, like in our workouts, it's like loving our workouts, enjoying it, you know, and wanting to choose foods because I feel my best when I, eat healthy foods. So I would just be clear about like, where, where are you driving from? Like, is it fear-based from a place of, I I hate myself. I don't like myself right now. Or is it love-based? I love myself. I, I, I am, I am worth taking care of. Yes. I haven't really taken good care of myself in the past and that's okay. But you know what? I'm here. I, you know, I am deserving. I, you know, I, you know, I am a badass. You just start to, because this is a hard part for women, you know? So it's like, because you're like, oh, I don't love myself though. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like maybe don't call you, don't say you love yourself, but maybe accept, right? Be at peace with where you are in your body and make a, you know, commitment to, you know what? I want to do the best that I can with it. I want to feel my best. I want to treat it well. I want to do this differently now. You know, this is natural weight loss essentially. Um, And that, that will, that will create a very different, um, experience. You know, it's, it's not being so, so much in a rush, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then what was your question after that? Shoot. Um, 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 um I don't remember. Um, I, I am curious about kind of like that, like ownership on it. Cause I oh, feel yeah. like this is like a little tough love that we give our clients from time to time, yeah. but you know, when it's not working, it's also kind of like, well, let's take a a different look at what's going on in your life, but like actually like owning it and being like, all right, there's some accountability that's on me as far as what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is really, really good. And this is why you actually need a coach. Mm -hmm. I would say, because, um, you're going to get stuck in victim mentality and, uh, it's just, it's what everybody does. And especially with this mindset work, because it's so freaking hard. It's so hard to see yourself and it is really easy. Um, it's really easy to play victim because it feels good, you know? So essentially like, oh, it's not working. Um, this, like my, my, I don't have the right, a good coach. My body's broken. Um, yeah, the plan's not working. Um, so I'm doing everything and nothing's changing. Okay. I love this. And so the thing is, is that it, first off, if you don't, if you're not working with a coach that's teaching you how to retrain your mental and emotional patterns, honestly, yeah, it, it's probably not going to work to tell you the truth. Like, because everything that every action you take is, is 
and, and the, the, the impacts on your body is driven by how you're feeling and thinking in any moment. So you really do have to retrain the way you think and feel because it's either creating stress in your body or it's creating expansion, you know, and that's what weight loss is, is losing that weight, losing the tension. So if you don't lose that anxiety, that overwhelm, that frustration, that fear, that anger, like it, like if you don't learn how to retrain that stuff, it's that's it, that's going to keep your weight on you. You know, it, it keeps it all bound up. So I really do believe that, um, from my experience, you do have to go through emotional and thought, um, you know, management, like retraining that stuff. Now, once you go through that program, you know, I still have, I still, you know, I, I have clients and they're like, oh, it's not working. And, you know, I'm, I'm working so hard and well, turns out they're like, they're just, they're not really aware of their thoughts. They're really not actually doing the, the work you know, doing the work is really, it's, it's a full committing of, you know, being aware of your thoughts. And when you see the thoughts of like, oh, I hate my body. I feel so fat, you know, uh, things aren't working. That is your, like, you don't accept that, right? We, we, you don't tolerate that way of thinking. And this is part of the work. This is what you learn in my program is how to like, how to not tolerate that essentially, like just not how to, how to not buy into it and how to like redirect your thoughts. That is the work. And so it's like, you can be doing all the right things. You can be eating well, you can be working out, but if you're constantly thinking these thoughts of self-hate, then um, you're not, you're not actually doing the work. And the thing is what happens is people do this. Even I did this because two reasons it it's easy. Like it's easier for me to blame it on somebody else. It's easier for me to blame it on my coach. It's easier to be, to blame it on the plan. It's easier to blame it on the, that. I don't have enough time. Um, as opposed to taking ownership for how I'm thinking and feeling and, and, you know, doing the work. So it's easier. And number two, it feels good. Okay. So it's kind of like this mother nurture dynamic. We like to be like, kind of be almost in, you know, in an odd state, but like, like, uh, just kind of like, uh, poor me, you know, like, oh, nothing's working I must be broken. And I'm just trying so hard and, Gosh, you know, like just nobody has it. Um, nothing's yeah. Like, like I'm trying so hard, nothing's working and my body's broken. This isn't working. So it's like, we want people to be like, Oh, you are working so hard. You poor thing, you know, like, and, and th we want that sympathy. We want that mother nurture. Oh, okay. I'm going to hear you. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You should, you know, you should, you should take a break or something like that. Like it's, we want either our, we want our coach or somebody to either agree with us and sympathize with us, or we're doing that unconsciously because we're, we want, we want somebody to tell us off, you know, like mom would tell us off. It's like, we want somebody to fucking smack us in the face. And that's where a good coach comes in, right? It's like a good coach knows when to be compassionate and understanding and know, Hey, yeah, like let's kind of just chill right now. You're going through a rough time. Like, let's take it easy. And then, then there's another time where it's like, dude, fucking own your shit. Like, let's put your big girl pants on and do the work. You know, you're not doing it. Um, so you need to, it's yeah. So those are the two reasons I found. Um, and I've caught myself in that. And I'm like, Oh, sh when I found myself in that, I was like, Oh shit, I'm doing that. You know? Mm -hmm. And it made me it like that. It, it's so empowering. It gives me goosebumps right now. When you realize that you, that's what you're doing. Um, you're like, Oh my God. You, you like just snap out of it, you know, it's like, and it becomes so empowering because you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this this whole time. I can actually start to think differently. I have, I've just been, I've just buying, I've just been buying into my thoughts. I've just been rolling with the same patterns, allowing my mind to keep thinking that way, as opposed to really taking ownership of my mind. And no, this is way, this is how we're thinking now. You know, I, 
I command my mind. I don't let my mind direct me. I direct it, you know? So it's, but that takes training, you know? So um, that's what I would say about victim mentality. But I, you know, I do think that it's really challenging that people really could be doing a lot of things right. But if you don't have the tools on how to retrain your mind and your, in your nervous system, you, you really, it's, it's going to be like you just, you can be doing everything right and not getting anywhere. Like, I really think that you need to have that as just as important as eating well and going to the gym. You need a mindset plan, like absolutely 100% because that's creating tension in your body. It's creating stress and it's driving your actions. You know, like I said, when we feel good on those days that we're happy and awesome and like feeling amazing, we eat well, we move well, we take care of the body. We're happy. We're nice. You know, we talk nice to ourselves. And then on the days where we're just like, just we, you know, we're pissed off or we're stressed out. Those are the moments where we tend to go for crap food. Those are the moments we're like, we're forcing ourselves to the gym or we don't want to go to the gym. And then we're like, you know, we're saying things to people that we regret that are just like, you know, just taking it out on people. And um, we don't, it doesn't feel good, you know? So everything that we do and the body that we create stems from how we feel. So that needs to get retrained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that you touched on all that, especially like the mindset piece, because I just feel like we're so focused on like what to eat and how many workouts we've done. And really like the mindset drives everything else. And I think just as women, I think a lot of times we do focus on the negative a lot. Um, So I think pulling women out of that and really getting them to approach things a little bit differently is like really what helps get them like unstuck. So the plan quote unquote works. Um, But I figured this would be a good segue for you to talk a little bit more about your approach and your program and how women can work with you. And then, you know, just why you're so passionate about all of this. I just, I just love, you know, your approach from what I've heard so far. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I do want to just make one point really, really clear because, you know, actually there's, um, a lot of people that claim, um, you know, that they're a mindset coach and they, and they, they may be, but it, it's actually not, I, I call it mindset just because I think that people will understand it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, it's not mindset actually like, yeah, it's training your mind to think differently, but the reason what drives the way that we think is the way that we feel in any moment, it's always our feelings. So the root, the seed is the feelings. So what we're doing is we're really training the nervous system. We're not. And then through that, we train the mind. So when, like, when you notice you're feeling really expansive, like really joyful, right. You're going to say things like, Oh my God, like, look at the sun. It's so awesome. And I'm so grateful. Right. It's when you're feeling that lightness, that freeness, and that's what drives the mind to think that way. You know, whereas, you know, because I could be, the thing is I I could be um, like, you're never going to be inside of gratitude and be thinking things that like, like that you don't have, you know, you're not going to be, when you feel a certain way that drives the mind to think. So it's like, if you're in an expansive state, you're not going to be like, today really sucks. It's, it doesn't go that way, you know? Um, however, what you can do is people could be, and this is what happens with a lot of people is they could be in a negative state. Like they could be inside of sadness or self-hate and they'll be saying things to themselves like, oh, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. Oh, I'm, you know, or, you know, I'm yeah, uh, things are really good, but they actually don't really believe it because they don't feel it. It does nothing. In fact, it honestly will create more contraction because you realize how much you don't love yourself in that moment. Okay. So I don't, I just want to be clear that it's actually like, yeah, I've called it mindset, but that's because 
most people don't understand that it is a, it's actually an emotional frequency. It's retraining the nervous system to feel differently from that place. Then the thoughts naturally arise. So, um, yeah, so that's, that was, uh, that, so yeah. And then I think you asked about my program. Is that what you said? Yeah. If you wanted to share some details and, you know, just why, you know, this has really changed your life and like, why you're so passionate, passionate about this approach for women. Yeah. I am so passionate about this work, um, you know, because of where I was at, I was in an extreme amount of pain and I felt like I'd done it all. I tried, especially when it came to food and like, cause I, like I dreamed, I had this vision of just knowing peace with food, freedom in the gym and uh, in a fit body. I wanted it all right. I didn't want to be bound to a plan. I didn't want to be, feel like I had to go to the gym. I didn't want to take a rest day and be afraid that I was going to get fat because I took a rest day, right? Like I, and I wanted to go to the gym and feel like I could just do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to follow a stupid plan. Right. Um, and, and I still wanted that fit body. So that was like a vision of mine several years ago. I don't know, probably about seven, eight years ago. And, uh, step-by-step, like I just started to train it and I just real like, cause I remember I had to figure it out kind of on my own piece it together. I've traveled the world. I've, you know, I've worked with world-class, you know, um, like female metabolism experts. I've worked with psychologists, neurologists. I've traveled to Germany and lived with the monks for a bit, learned how they do it, um, how they create peace and, and vitality, like the Shaolin monks. Because from my experience, like when I was searching out for, you know, a plan, I couldn't, I didn't find anything because it's like, I either found the people who were kind of like, like hippie more, you know, like kind of like very soft, very feminine and just like, you know, just meditating in the woods and just like, just flowy and not really working out anymore. Right. Like they, they were kind of in that place. Like, oh, I don't, I don't really care how my body looks anymore. I just want to be happy. Okay. And then you have the other people, the other side, the other extreme, which is like, oh, I'm just, I just want to be fit. And I don't really care. You know, like, yeah, it'd be nice to be happy, but like the body is all I want. And I, I did that. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And you know, and I actually did try the feminine approach and I realized, okay, that's not really how I want it either. You know, I ended up getting kind of soft and stuff like that. And I want to be fit. I want to be, um, I want to be able to have the ability to take my dirt bike and, and load it up in my truck, pick it up on my own. I want to be able to go run a mountain, run up a mountain. I want to be, feel like I can, um, do all these adventures without having to train for it. So, I couldn't find a program that really meshed both kind of like the masculine and the feminine. So I created it. So that's why I'm really passionate about it. Cause I don't feel like, um, you know, it's take, this is what mastery is, is learning how to do the balance, the yin and the yang, you know? Um, and it's taken me and I'm still learning a lot, but it's, it's, uh, it absolutely is mastery. It's some, it's not for the faint hearted and, but it's, it is possible. And, you know, I know because I'm living it you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm continuing to get better and I'm teaching people how to do it. So, um, and it's the best of both worlds, you know, it's like fitness and freedom. You can be fit and free, you know, but it takes a certain way of learning how to listen and feel your body and know when to push and when to rest and, and all of that, you know, um, how to trust yourself around food, how to, you know, so that, you know, so you don't have to follow a plan, et cetera. So anyway, so I created the program, it's called conscious fitness and, um, essentially it's, it's the whole thing is one year long, but there's, it's two, six month segments, segments. That way it's kind of gives you an out. If like, you're not into it, you can drop out at the six months or you can continue. Um, because like I said, it's mastery. Like this is, this is for people who are really w- ready to go all in, who want, who want to really master their body and their mind. Um, 
And so essentially what we do is we go through different phases. We, we train the nervous system. We start off with that. Then we train the mind to, you know, to, to think in a certain way. Then we train our vision. So we have that vision of like, what's that life that we want? You know, that, that feeling, that vision, the, what are we doing? The adventures, like we start to design, like, what do we want to do for our, our work, our career, everything. Um, and then we, we train our intuitive, intuitive powers, um, which is just at like the mastery part kind of you know, feeling, trusting everything. So, um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the whole program, the whole thing, every single day you do one meditation, um, for a whole week. And what I mean by meditation, it's like train an in, in inner training, like training your nervous system in the mind to behave a certain way. Um, and every single week there's a new tool. So there's 52 tools total one for every week. And, um, and that way it just keeps people self-reliant. You don't have to rely on me to constantly be there in your back pocket, even though you do, like I, I have 24 seven text access and voice access with people, but it, it trains you to go to use your tools to, you know, um, to rely on yourself as opposed to being dependent on me. Cause I want to create empowerment with my girls, not needing a plan, needing me for the rest of their lives. So um, so yeah, we use the proprietary, that 3A system of, you know, alignment, acceptance, or I mean, uh, awareness, alignment, awareness, acceptance, alignment, um, all throughout the program. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically it. You know, we're training, aligning and rewiring our thoughts and, and emotional patterns so we can create the life we want in the body. Mm-hmm. I love that. It sounds so interesting. And I love that it's a longer program. Um, we're, we're big on the long programs too, because none of this stuff happens overnight. So I love that you give people this year long option, because I do think like this whole process of, you know, rewiring your brain and losing weight and getting healthy and everything. It's like, not like an eight week quick fix, no, man. like that type of stuff. Like it takes years for most of us to really yeah. a good place, but um, sounds like an amazing program. I'll be sure to include all the details, you know, when this launches, um, but just wanted to wrap up here. So, you know, anything else to add and then, um, you know, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, thank you, by the way, thank you for giving me a chance to share it. And, um, yeah, the, the, the next round, the program starts, um, the conscious fitness starts in July. So it's coming up and this will be the last round that I run for 2023. Um, and you can reach me, you can learn more about me. You can, uh, get on the interest list. You can find all the links to conscious fitness through Instagram. That's going to be the best way. Um, so that's my, I don't know, what do you call it? My title or my username? I don't know. Natalie.newhart. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my profile, Natalie.newhart. Um, you can also find me if you wanted to check out my websites, natalienewhart.health. You can just kind of see all my different programs and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, usually most people, most of the women that I work with, they, they go, they start with conscious fitness and then I have an, uh, an energy mastery program that continues on after that. But, um, for everything that we've talked about tonight or today, um, that would be a conscious fitness. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'll include all those details in the show notes. So definitely check out Natalie and her Instagram and her programs and all that good stuff. And thank you so much for being here. I feel like you offered so much amazing information and I just love your perspective on all of it, honestly. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on and yeah, hopefully your audience got something to take away. And if they have any questions, you guys can always reach out to me whenever. Awesome. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you.